all you podcast listeners out there, welcome to Nitro Podcast episode number 73. My name is James Noka. I'm here with the soon-to-be Michigan uh, resident, Kyle Versteg, mm-hmm. and we are rocking it today with a freaking toothache. <laughs> <laughs> Not a pleasant thing. Not a pleasant thing. I went Monday and got my uh, got my teeth cleaned, you know, because I do that all the time. You know, it's because it's the good thing to do. I like my teeth. And um, you want to keep those if you can. I want to keep them. Yep, as long as you can. You know, and my grandma was old, 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 and still had all her teeth. It's pretty cool. <clears throat> but um, I had a root canal about ten years ago, and uh, they, my dentist has a um, one of those ultrasonic. Uh, I call it a scaler for for nothing else better to call it, but it's like a it's like a little water pick thing, but it's got a little metal tip on it, and mm-hmm. it. And it's ultrasonic, and so she went over that went over that tooth and you know cleaned around and, and did all you know everything looks good. And the next day I woke up with the worst toothache, and um, and it's been it's been rough ever since. So this is day four of me being in agony and drinking scotch and taking Tylenol threes. Ibuprofen is what you need to calm well, that down. Eight hundred and fifty milligrams and uh, ampicillin. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, it's like I'm on all of that shit, and it, and it's like, oh man, I tell you what, I couldn't even sleep the first night. Hmm. Well, what's new in the knife world? What is new in the well? I got this new knife. Oh, I know what knife that is. <laughs> hey, I got this new one too. It's from like. Uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's so funny. what Jim's talking about is I accidentally left my Spartan at his house <coughs> and accidentally, you know, they're, they're both black knives. <laughs> I, I grabbed a black knife and threw it in my bag and then I got back to the hotel and I had his uh, <coughs> and my uh, Spartan is at his house. <laughs> They'll soon be re- reunited in the right spot, though. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so um, I haven't been take I haven't been carrying it, so. Yeah, I've been keeping yours on my desk here, where I can mm-hmm. keep an eye on it. <clears throat> um. Okay, so I'm in the hardware store the other day, and uh, this kid walks in with a ginormous axe. I mean, l- literally, it's a ginormous axe. And he's showing it to Dylan, um, but it's it's he made it himself out of welded plate steel, mild steel. He oh, welded it together, that's no and, good. and no, and he was gonna. He, I mean, it weighs like ten pounds. Yeah. So just by sheer weight, it cuts through wood. Yeah, but it's gonna ding up, and it's not gonna. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. So um, I told him I'd help him uh, get. It's for speed cutting. He's he's gonna be a competition lumberjack, and okay. I was like, oh, that's cool, you know. So I showed him my my uh, felling axe, you know, and he looked at it and he was like, eyes glazed over, and I, you know, and I said, you know what? I said we need to make one of these, and so um, I put together a little consortium 
to design and make a uh, a forged axe. Oh, okay. Um, Who's going to do uh, the forging? Probably Zawada. Yep, Tim Zawada. And then um, I'm going to do some design work, and um, we'll probably put that apple seed speed grind on it and see how we make out. Um, I think if you look at all the racing axes, they do not have that kind of grind on it. Maybe there's a reason. Well, I think they don't know about it. Hmm. Uh, I think if you look at like real felling axes that take out big chunks of, of material, um, like my oxen cop has it. It's just not as pronounced, but it's exactly the same as that speed cut speed uh, thing I have on my um, the speed grind I have on my double bitted axe. Okay. So uh, that's going to be kind of exciting to see to put one of those into action and all of a sudden become the uh, the speed grind kings of axes. Now I know. Uh I uh, talk probably too much about Grand's Forest Brooks axes, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but my best felling axe is uh, that GB American felling axe. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I have, uh, back when I was going through the Morris Kahansky book and doing video episodes of everything, one of those mm-hmm. uh, uh, bushcraft uh Outdoor, I can't even remember what they're called, but it's on my channel. It's like Outdoor Book Club. Um, mm-hmm. One of those where I was covering uh, Morris Kahansky's book is How to Fell a Tree mm-hmm. using an axe. And I used that uh, GB axe, and, man, it just went through it like nothing. It cut down like an ash. It just went right through it. You know, I'm, <clears throat> I'm um, they don't make a, a competition axe. It's kind of interesting. I would have thought that they would have made a competition axe too, but they don't. I guess I, I'm so so not in that world. I don't even know what a competition axe is. Well, you know the you know the well. You'll see this summer. We'll go to that. We'll go to this place up here. There's a there's a a guy that does a show up here. That's lumberjack show. Uh huh. And they put. Uh, oh yeah, that's that's uh, that that grind is your oxen cop grind. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so they use. Um, uh, um, uh, oh. logs. Yeah, and it, actually, the the number one Google uh, Google images search for a competition felling axe is an auction cop, exactly like you mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, but they they make one that's five hundred bucks. This is probably that's, it. That's a little bit. Well, it's not exactly like mine because mine has that more of a hollow grind, and th- and their competition one has like a like a big uh, convex grind, where the whole thing is a convex yeah. grind. This so this I'm, one's three hundred and eleven pounds. Uh, for people want to look at this, it's O C H S E N K O P F, uh, and then the model number is the Ox O X four forty H dash two seven zero eight competition sport axe. I think you can make one of those for less than five hundred dollars. Yes, I I think so too, and uh, I don't see any reason why we couldn't uh, clean up on one. Like I said, I I'm gonna um I'm gonna do some ex- exploration and and uh, the hand and forging is what's gonna <clears throat> get you. Yeah. Yeah. So you you got to enter the market not as Kmart but as Mercedes. Exactly. Um, exactly. So you well, make and there's sure no reason. There's no reason. There's no reason why you couldn't uh, 
you couldn't mill that out of a block of maybe three V. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, you could, you could mill those. Although that's a, a shit pot of steel mm-hmm. to mill away. I don't think I would mm-hmm. do it that way. I think I would forge it. I, th- I think well, most of the axes are probably either forged or or um, cast. Would be my mm-hmm. guess. But yeah, I don't are... think I'd. I don't think I'd want to cast one. I think that would that would be too brittle. Yeah. But uh, but I know, but I know one of the guys, one of the one of the companies in Australia, is making one that's totally milled. But. But they're kind of cool, you know, and I thought it'd be kind of neat to have. I mean, my oxen cop does a freaking tremendous job removing material. Yeah. And um, and so the you know the thought is, uh, let's let's see if we can't get one that's that's actually competitive. Uh-huh. Because pretty much all of those come from Australia. All the all the custom ones come from Australia. Yeah. For some reason, I don't know why, but who knows? Hmm. So here's a um. This axe looks decent. It's the, on Amazon. You can get auction cough axes, but there's one that's called the Universal Forestry Axe. But that I don't know. That's similar. To, that's similar a, to what I have. I have one that's got a 1600 gram head. Yeah, and then they they've got the Forestry Hatchet with an 800 gram head. Now look at this one though. The the uh, Council Tools Velvacut Hudson Bay Axe. Yep, but it's got a light head. Yeah, it doesn't. Doesn't looks like it should have been a tomahawk. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Almost. Exactly. Huh. Yep, those are coming back, and they're really not that useful. I mean, I know a lot of the bushcraft geeks are going to really be pissed off that I said it, but that that Hudson Bay pattern is not like a really really great pattern to have. Yeah. Um, I like this uh, council jersey they look, axe. They, they look good, yeah. Now, see the jersey axe; those are made for hardwoods. Yeah, that's that's why I like it because it's got that um, the scallops out of the side there. Mm-hmm. Those look good. I, I have mm-hmm. an axe like that made by Kelly mm-hmm. that I redid. Um, that just cuts like crazy. But. Uh, yeah. Oh. As much as I hate to say it. You know, I love the the uh, Grants Forest Brooks stuff, but you know, the only one that really cuts great in hardwoods is that American felling axe or your mm-hmm. splitter. Mm-hmm. The rest of them will go through pine and and other stuff like that in like no time. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you start hooking into a, an oak or a uh, or a hard maple. Yeah, you yeah. you know you did something. And your little. Uh, you know, small forest axe by GB. Like, <laughs> come on, you're just playing at that point. Although yeah, I do, you're doing, I you're do doing really okay like, if, yeah. The the you're doing okay with like the jack pines and the little popples. Yeah, the, the teeny tiny stuff. But if you try mm-hmm. to cut down a real tree with that, you're just gonna frustrate yourself. I do like mm-hmm. the uh, GB Hunter's axe. That is my all-time favorite axe, and it mm-hmm. actually works. I did. Uh, process a deer with it i mean i didn't gut it with it but i did everything else so limbing it skinning it everything you know what's what's interesting about that axe and uh i don't know why they call it an axe i would call that a hatchet yeah you know because it's really kind of short well it's bigger than a hatchet 
It's like a boy's axe. Yeah. Yeah. I like manly axes. <laughs> I do too. I just don't like carrying them. Mm-hmm. Although the the thing is, is like, you see all these like little bushcraft dorks that have their like, you know, they're like, ooh, I'm going to be a man and have an axe. and Well, I don't want to carry a real one. And then all of their shit weighs like 400 pounds because they're wearing yeah. like leather <laughs> pants and fucking wool. It's like, if you're oh. going to go ultra light, then you need to go ultra light and use like real clothing. Like yeah. like the stuff that I had on at PWIP, that mm-hmm. is bomb ass clothing. And it's, yeah. you know, and it's ultra light. It folds up into nothing. You know, it's just, uh, I don't know. You know what? I have, a, I have this thing about, because a lot of our temperatures up here are 30s and wet. Uh-huh. Um, that's, I'm a big fan of wool because of that. Yeah. Be- because that shit keeps you warm. A lot of the, a lot of the synthetic stuff, when it gets like that, like it's 30, 32 degrees, it's 40 just degrees kind of the raining. wrong temperature. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we have a lot of that temperature. I mean, it's been like that for the last couple of days here. Yeah. You know, raining in 39. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, uh, there's a transition temperature where it's hard. Uh-huh. Um, for any clothes to do it. And I think it's right, you know, in that 30s to 40s range. Because, you know, if it's real humid and it's raining, a lot of times I know the Gore-Tex is supposed to be breathable, but it's it kind of, <coughs> you kind of get sweaty and stuff under there, and it, it feels like you're in a greenhouse. Mm-hmm. You, you really got to be careful picking your clothes. But the, mm-hmm. the thing that I've found is the best and most effective um is to have multiple layers. <coughs> right. So, like, this long-sleeved uh, synthetic T-shirt that I have on, you know, a couple of those, and then something a little heavier, and then, you know, a layer of insulation <coughs> and a shell. Is it warm down there right now? Uh, it, it's been in, like, the... Th- we've had freezes every single night for the last week. Yeah. So. <coughs> yeah, same here. We had snow the other day. Hmm. We had snow the other day. I turned on my water faucets outside, and then I shut them all off again because I was afraid they were going to freeze and break. Hmm. Oh, so you know Kevin Estella? Yes. He, I, I, I think I read it right, but I think he, remember he was on talking about he was going to go to BC and redo the Rambo stuff? Mm-hmm. He's got an article out about that. Really? I think, I think he actually did it. Because cool. I, I, I was watching on Facebook. I haven't had time to read the article yet, but I was watching on Facebook where he landed in Seattle and then went up and did his thing. So people should check that out. And he did it with uh, uh, one of our friends, uh, Martin Knives, mm-hmm. hollow handle that's very much like the Lyle knife in First Blood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they're making a lot of cool stuff. Martin Knives has another knife called the Cayman C A. I M A N six. That's really kind of a neat looking knife. Uh, but <coughs> it's interesting. Was that that folder? What's that folder knife that I saw? Oh yeah, they were making a folder too. I can't remember. Let me let me look here. Google.com. Martin knives folder. Okay, so if you go to martinknives.com, they have a section on folders. Mm-hmm. 
And there's one called the Tejas, which I'm assuming is because they're from Texas. Um, you know, they have different sizes of that. But the one I am looking at that I like is the Nopal. It's got like a sheep's foot. Mm-hmm. Um, but all, all their knives are really cool. Yeah, they do nice work. They yeah. do very, very nice work. Newt's available. Ed's available. Yeah, I got the yawns today. I've been got this freaking toothache is killing me. Hmm. I'm dying here. I'm dying. And I can take a lot of pain. And it was funny because Kathy said last night, she said, you know, she said, I don't know if you're really hurting that bad or you're just whining about it. Hmm. <laughs> she said, I've never heard you complain that much about pain. And uh, I said, you know what? I said, I am. Freaking toothaches are, there's no, there's no relief, it seems like. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, did you know, anyway. uh, did you know they made, uh, remember how we were kind of talking up the wilderness survival knife? Mm-hmm. You know, the tracker? Mm-hmm. Uh, they made, they made one, and it looks bomb-ass. It's on their they, page. I there. thought they made one with a hollow handle. Yeah, they did. Chance has it, but that was right. a one-off. Um, let's see, see what they've got for the. What else do they have? Wow, they're just they, they don't have much in stock. They're like me. That, I so can't Ed, believe you. Ed Martin made that one. I can't believe that you uh, that you got rid of your forge. Ugh. Well, what the hell? I'm not going to move it. It's seven or eight hundred pounds. You put it in the back of your, your pickup truck. No, I don't want to do that. Why? That's what it's for. Pain in the butt. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything that they're... Yeah, they're all I, out. I can't find, I can't find their, their folder. Oh, you just do a Martin Knives folder. Um, and it'll show up. I bet you it's not on their website. No, it I mean, is. That's how I found it. No, no, I mean, well, you can't get a link to yeah, it. Yeah, you can't. You can't really get a link to it from their <clears throat> website. There, unfortunately. But anyway, so what else going on? You're getting ready to move. Yep. Today I'm taking the kids out to uh, camp for the weekend. Mm, nice. And by camp, I mean I rented them a primitive cabin. Mm -hmm. Uh, we always like doing that i'm gonna uh do some trolling i'm bringing out my uh my bussy and i'm gonna beat the shit out of it and every time i do that all the little bussy fanboys freak out like you're ruining the value it's like i could make this knife for 13 cents and it would have a better edge and and uh better handle (laughs) so like Like, I don't care about the value. I just like a a knife that I can use. So it's the Boss Jack. (laughs) I'm sure I've shown you this one with the handle from uh, Dwayne Keith Puckett. Mm -hmm. Remember Mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. Let's see if the edge is still good. I might have to touch it up. No, it's still good. Seems like it anyway. Did you put your grinder away? Uh, I still have it set up in case something... uh, comes in that needs a repair um but 
you know, I haven't haven't done anything with it except for sharpen a kitchen knife now and again. Now you're uh, what day are you actually moving? Uh, you have to be to work on month on the on the first of June. Yeah, so I'm going to move so like month, the twenty yeah. fourth, mm. and uh, and we should be there on the twenty sixth. That's when we're supposed to take possession. But I don't want to jinx it by talking about it too much because there's still some okay. other stuff that has to happen. All right. Housewise. All right, we won't jinx it. Yeah, we won't jinx it. Anyways, I don't, I, I don't want to cut this too awful short, but my jaw's killing me. It's only twenty minutes. I know it. I know it. It's a shorty. I don't know if I can make it. I'm gonna try to tough it out. Let's see. What else can we talk about knife-wise? Um, we're gonna have some some guests on. Uh, over the next couple editions. Okay. Um, some Knife Maker Alliance guys. Well, what we can do is we can, if you want to be on the podcast, you absolutely have to have Skype. Yep. Because yep, I'm, I'm right. just not going to mess with it. Because I can record straight from Skype to to be able to, you know, have people on, and then it's easy mode for me. Right. Right. So that's, that's what, uh, that was the first thing I told them, is they had to, they had to get Skype. And, uh, and have tried it and used it before. I can't yep. be spending an hour helping you troubleshoot your problems. Right. You know, right. We'll get worth, them it's, Yeah, it's worth your time to, to spend a few minutes to figure out how to run Skype and and have a working audio and headphones right. set up. It's totally yep. worth your time. Headphones and a... Uh, well, headphones are probably more important than even a microphone because probably most microphones work on Skype just fine. Yeah, if you have a webcam, uh, the chances are that's going to be plenty good enough. You know, the when we do uh, the audio for this podcast uh, and uh, we're, we don't have a guest on, um, the reason it sounds so good is that I'm not recording it over Skype. Jim records his own audio, and I record my own audio, and then I mix the two together. And so that's how we end up with... Uh, good quality whereas on if you're trying to do that in three ways you know it's just not going to happen it's very difficult yeah so very difficult anyway. so anyways yeah well, so we're good. yeah that'll be fun um got all the maple syrup done oh um, finally ended up ended up with uh about um eight gallons of maple syrup Wow! Yeah, we're pretty pretty excited about it. I'm, I need a I need a recipe for maple vinaigrette for salad. Oh, I'm sure they I'm sure they have them. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of on the hunt for a really good one for that. And oh, what else? My Jay Sporting Goods is open up tomorrow or today. Grand opening. They just moved to a new store. Uh, Jay's is like uh, a private Cabela's. Okay. So it's got everything the Cabela's got, um, except high prices. Although Cabela's is usually pretty good on most stuff. I mean, yeah. They're usually, I don't know, you kind of have to look to, to find something that's too pricey there. And what else? I got a little camera. <clears throat> I got a little... Uh, a little Sony, um, kind of a like a ruggedized 
for a second camera. Okay. Um, a little, it's a little one with a little housing on it. Kind of neat. Yeah. Um, does a hundred and seventy degree uh, wide angle. Oh wow! So it's kind of nice. You can use that in conjunction with uh, with my other cameras cool. when we start setting up and doing video uh, videos. Nice. Yeah. Bark River Knives offers the best combination of ultra-modern CNC components and old-world craftsmanship. All Bark River Knives are hand-convex ground and sharpened to perfect cutting geometry for the task they are designed to perform. Bark River Knives are available through our authorized dealers. thinking uh oh i know what i was what's going on um so this weekend i'm going camping with the kids next weekend i'm going to go to uh ethan becker's yep and there'll be a of course bunch of people we know there mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure jay will come mm-hmm. jay Rao and mm-hmm. uh probably tm hunt Corey murphy oh all kinds of people will be there mm-hmm uh, and that's always fun, although I'm going to get in kind of late on Friday. Uh, so I'll Are you probably driving, flying? Flying, but I have to, I'm, gonna, I'm real busy, even though I'm leaving, like everybody wants everything done at the last minute. Mm-hmm. And so I have to work Friday morning and then get on a plane and fly down there. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to try a new thing where, uh, you know, I don't need much. In, in terms of of gear, so I have a pack, a uh, Osprey Kestrel 38, mm-hmm. which is kind of, it's a 38 liter pack, so it's pretty small, and they say it's like a one day pack, but that's uh, that's bigger than the Maxpedition Vulture 2 by a little bit, and I, I took the Maxpedition Vulture 2 for two weeks into jungle, and had everything mm-hmm. I needed fit into that pack, so this is just... The Kestrel 38 is just a little bit bigger, but the reason I like it is uh, it's it's an actual pack, you know. So it's got an internal frame, um, and it's got like real pack straps and like real waist strap. Whereas the the Vulture 2 is more like a backpack. It's not mm-hmm. really a a hiking pack, mm-hmm. you know. So I got that, and I'm gonna test that out i think i can sneak it on as a carry-on even it's mm. it's small enough because it the the silhouette of it fits inside my or in in inside the frame of one of those uh you know standard rectangular carry-on deals mm-hmm. um but that means i won't be able to bring any sharp objects <laughs> that's gonna suck yeah so i'm gonna <clears throat> I, i've talked to uh friend of mine uh who's going to be there eric just and he's going to bring me a uh a huntsman to use mm, nice yeah. and then there's always so many knives running around that place it's not even funny you can always find one it's just nice to have one in your pocket you could even you could mail it mail it to ethan's house ah uh, it's a waste yeah 
So uh, my kid, my oldest boy is coming up May 1st, so I'm all excited about that with my grandkids. Mm -hmm. So that'll be fun. Yeah. When your when your when your little girls meet my grandkids, they're gonna have a blast. I bet. <laughs> so my kid was um, doing some. My youngest grandson is, or my grandson is, a uh, little over two, and he's always helping daddy out with everything, you know. And and uh, the other day he sent me a picture of of him holding a, a shop vac hose, and he was vacuuming up the, the floor, and the the caption said. Fuck child labor laws. <laughs> I started laughing. I thought it was really funny. And they, um, uh, I said to him later on, I said, well, you watch him. He's going to be starting to suck your change purse or your change bowl up and all, all your little screws and stuff. If you have it leaning around, he's going he's gonna to grab that vacuum cleaner and suck it all up. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So... Anyway, spring has sprung. Um, we need to start talking about glib. Yeah, I don't. I got to start work before we set a date for that. Because <laughs> I don't know yeah. what my schedule is going to be like and stuff. Well, that's going to be uh, not a lot of time, so. Uh, like August-ish. Yeah. I mean, it, you, we can we can have it. I just probably. I'll have to, the main thing is, is I have to do it on a weekend where I'm not going to be called. Right. Which, you know, it should be two out of three, I'm not going to be called, but, you know, that's the thing. We maybe I just have to. Maybe you can trade with somebody. Well, you know, being fairly new on the job, I'm not looking to, like, you know, start pushing for favors and crap. So we'll have to, I mean, it's another month, and, and yeah. I'll know. All right. Yeah. All right, because the word is out. The word is out. Well, good. Hopefully we'll, uh, I would look for sometime in August. It's just which which weekend, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. So anything else? Anything else going on? I guess the Miami Knife Show is this weekend. Oh, really? My, Miami Custom Knife Show. Is that usually pretty good? Eh, I don't know. I think it used to be. I don't know as it is so much anymore. Hmm. <laughs> I've only been to Blade Show. I've never gone to any of the other real shows. Really? Maybe I should go to one. Does they okay. have them up, up by you? Yeah. Yep. There's one in uh, in the Detroit area that's pretty nice. Um, there's a, uh, usually there used to be one in Chicago that was really good. Uh, there's one in Ohio. There's one in Wisconsin, Madison. Hmm. So the Badger show. Yeah. There's a lot of good shows around. It's just New York custom knife show. Yeah. That's the one I always hear about the New York one. Yep. That's because all the Jersey devil guys go to it. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I uh, I have a book for our readers to check out, or listeners oh. to check out. Okay. They should uh, check out, okay, so everybody knows uh, Rambo, right? Mm -hmm. The guy that wrote that is David Morell. Mm -hmm. And uh, he wrote a book called The Naked Edge uh, that actually is fairly accurate with 
all of the descriptions of all the different knives and things. So uh, they talk about knife fighting and all this in there, but uh, apparently, I didn't know this, but David Morell is a bit of a knife nut. Because he talked about like Skagel knives and Loveless knives and all kinds of things in there. Oh. And different different knives, what they're used for. And actually there were several people on my friends list that are actually mentioned in that book by name. Oh. Like uh, one of them was like Steve Shackelford. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, there were just, just all kinds of people that were mentioned in there. It was pretty cool to... It's a... It, that is like a knife nuts dream book it's all about knives and like knife fighting and all this crazy crap and uh his his history is fairly accurate like he he even talked about the bowie you know from the sandbar fight Uh uh and then he said that uh the you know nobody knows for sure what that one looks like but there's this uh there was a bowie that was in a movie and gosh i can't remember the name of it right now um the iron mistress yeah the iron mistress and he talks Mm -hmm. about the iron mistress bowie was kind of like the bowie that everybody thought was uh right yeah very much well the the my understanding is the the bowie from the sandbars duel was uh was a um was like a ginormous kitchen knife yeah like a big big ass kitchen knife Almost like a like that. Um, I don't know if you've seen that uh, that big Hinkle's butcher knife I have. Mm-hmm. It's it's like two feet long. Yeah, you know it's for it's for slicing steaks. But I think it's probably something like that. Yeah, that'd be more of a short sword though than a knife. Yep. Well, it was kind of described as that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, why would you ever enter a knife fight with somebody that's carrying one of those? <laughs> You'd have to be pretty damn stupid. Mm-hmm. If you've got a knife and they've got a two-foot-long sword. I know it. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, they weren't supposed to kill anybody. Hmm. That was the, one of the things back then. It was <clears throat> you were supposed to settle it like men. That didn't necessarily mean you were going to kill the other guy. Basically, what they did was they sparred around until somebody drew first blood. Hmm. And once that happened, the fight was over. And the honor was restored. Hmm. That's kind of interesting. Kind of an interesting bit of of past that that we've acquired from other other cultures. You know, because that's basically sword fighting, like the Knights of the Round Table shit. Yeah. You know? Oh, and they didn't necessarily, stuff. yeah, they didn't necessarily kill each other all the time. They, but they would draw first blood, and then that would be the end of it. Hmm. Did you ever watch the show uh, Breaking Bad? Oh yeah. God, that was good. We just finished that one up. That was so good. Are you still watching Vikings? Uh, I have to wait till the new season is released. Okay, this season is over today. Last night was the last. I didn't. I recorded it. Oh, okay. So uh, it's really quite good. Hmm. I can see why that that that's brought back a a resurgence of axes because they do battle the whole time with axes. Yeah. The Vikings do. Yeah. 
on their Viking raids. Yeah, and they'd go and like do all this naughty stuff. Oh yeah. Like rape kill all everybody. the women and kill all the children and. Yeah. Yeah, just kill everybody or <laughs> take the children. A lot of times they took the children back. Yeah. Captured them. No reason not to, except you gotta them feed them. Yeah, but they grow up to be slaves. Yeah. Whew. So, anyways, anything else? Like I said, I'm I'm kind of flat today because I'm like I said I'm I'm in pain and it even hurts to talk. Oh boy. Well, this could be one of the shortest ones on record. Yeah. We'll have to make up for it next week with a two-hour two hour one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, what I'll do is I'll bring my little recorder down uh, to Ethan's. Okay. And I'll have uh, some – I'll try to get some interviews, like maybe uh, – Actually, get Jay. Yeah, I'll see see what everybody – if he's there, you know, I'll, I'll get everybody that we know uh-huh. and try to get them on. Uh and then that can be some added stuff. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. How's your truck running? Oh, it's great. Yeah, so if people don't know, I traded a knife for a pickup truck. It's a F-150 Ranger uh, from 1981. And uh, I had to replace the starter and the thermostat uh, sending unit, so the coolant temperature gauge, which sends the data on how um, how warm your coolant is back to your dashboard. And then I also had to place replace the thermostat. And then I got to looking at the engine, and it was all greasy. So I replaced the head gasket and degreased it. Valve cover gasket. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, valve cover gasket. And then uh, then I put in a CB. <laughs> there was some drama with that, uh, getting everything grounded right and, and set up right. And I, the, uh, you know, on old radios, how when they you have like a dial on the radio, like it'll stick, and right. uh, it, you know, it'll be either all the way on loud or all the way off. Right. So the the radio in there uh, was like that. So I got that replaced with a with a Alpine radio you know with uh and i replaced the speakers because they were like you know paper construction paper speakers dried out yeah and so now i i'm like blasting metallica i've got a cb in there i'm popping wheelies (laughs) and stuff it's great is that four-wheel drive no (laughs) it's two-wheel but it's uh real handy oh yeah yeah yep yeah they're they're pretty hard to beat yep i used to have a 79 a 78, a 79, a 74, 78, 79, and then I had a um, 1984 that my son, my youngest boy, still has. Cool. Well, After I get moved, I'm trading in my hoopty. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to get a two-door uh, Rubicon. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> it's going to be awesome. $40,000. Yeah, but... I got a trade in, <laughs> and uh, you know, whatever. Take the top off it, yeah, baby. I never spend any money, <laughs> so. I know you're a tight wad. I'll drive it till the wheels fall off. They won't, though. That's the thing. Hmm. 
they won't ever fall off. So, like, uh, just looking. Let's actually let's talk about Jeeps for a sec. Okay. Jeep.com. So my sister-in-law just bought one. Okay. Just bought a four-door Sahara. Uh huh. Uh, are they not making the? Okay, so there's the Wrangler. Right, and so it'll be a Rubicon package. Yeah, so we just have to have to get the uh, right package on there. So there's the mm -hmm. Rubicon. All right, 2015 Wrangler. Okay, so here's the Rubicon. I wonder what they're putting for an en en engine in there. V6. 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 Uh-huh. Okay. And it's got... It's, uh, a, it's the same engine that I have in mind, I think. Uh-huh. So they, they make all kinds of uh, versions of the, the Wrangler. One is a Sport, then the Sport S... And uh, there's Freedom, Willys, whatever the hell that is. And then there's the Rubicon 4x4. And then there's the X. What's the X? I have no idea. It's $3,000 more than the Rubicon. Hmm. Oh, it's got the same engine, same transmission. Uh, looks like the, the difference is the wheel is different. Uh So, oh, and then it, it, you can't get it with a, um, four, four to one rock track part-time that comes on the, whatever the heck that is on the Rubicon, but that's not an option on the, uh, on the X. Yeah. And then there's this thing called command track shift on the fly, uh, four wheel drive that isn't on the Rubicon, but is on the X. Right. And then you, oh, so, I mean, the X is just lame. It's just a trim package, it looks like. And you lose, uh, you lose the suspension. Um, so you lose the performance suspension. Although, what, what is a heavy-duty suspension with gas shocks? What does that mean? I, I don't know. You're the expert. <clears throat> I have, what I have is, um... I have a, a four-door Rubicon, and I don't even know. I mean, I use the lockouts, and I use the the disconnects, and I use the lockers. Uh -huh. And uh, see, this has got a six-speed manual trans as standard. What does it say? The command. I, you know, I, I would say the command track is probably full-time four-wheel drive or something like that. Huh. Um. The gas shocks, that means it's going to have a softer ride, I think. Oh, okay. When I don't think, see, the Rubicon, they're saying it's performance suspension. Yeah. As opposed to heavy duty. So I'm sure that the performance one has probably got better gas shocks. Uh-huh. And more of them might have. I think mine has four shocks in the front, actually. Hmm. <laughs> I like the... Uh copper brown pearl coat on the uh, on the uh, Jeep it looks good 
copper brown. Yep. See, I think that there's only three colors that a Jeep should be. Red, black, or red. <laughs> well, yours <laughs> is gray. Yeah, mine's gray. I, I, the only reason why I picked up mine was I got a good deal on it. I would rather have... I mean, my, my CJ is red. Uh-huh. And I like the forest green, um, and I like the yellow. Uh-huh. But but red is truly the color that Jeep should be red or red or uh, or green. Yeah, green. I let me see if they make <clears throat> a green. I think they call it like tank or something like that. Tank clear coat. Yeah, like the tank could be good. Although it looks, I don't know, maybe maybe the tank. Looks, I like looks that almost copper brown. Drab. Yeah, I like looks the copper brown though. I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. And then for options, it says, um, you know, you can get the uh, dual top group thing. Yep, yep. And that, it looks like it gives you a... Um, soft top. No, it gives you a hard top, and you lose right. the soft top. Uh, no, there's a there's an option that you can put oh, a no, soft yeah, top. No, yeah, it gives you both of them, it looks like. Mm-hmm. So which... So the hard the hard top is what you'd have on in the winter, and the soft top is what you'd put on in the summer, right? Right. And what I do is I have a I don't have a soft top at all. I have a hard top where I take my top off. Yeah, I guess I could do that too. I wouldn't need a soft top, would I? Yeah. No. They they come off real easy. I mean, it's surprising how easy it is to come off. Literally, like a couple. They come off in a half an hour. Uh huh. Less than a half an hour if you're if you're good at it. You have to have a you have to have like ratchet straps from hanging from the ceiling of your garage, uh-huh. and you just you un, unbolt like two bolts in the back, and then you start unlevering things, and uh-huh. they yeah, they come right off. Uh-huh. So I'd want to get the trailer tow group for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what half of this crap is. You probably well, want the you- half met. <clears throat> half metal doors with manual locks. I have no. I have get the full size doors. Uh huh. Because you because you can take them all off. Get the um get power door locks. Uh. I have a premium sound system with a with a navigation. Uh huh. Um. I don't think it. I don't think it comes with that or. It should somewhere. You probably want an engine block heater, huh? Nah, I have remote start. Nah, I don't. I, I've not run across to it being cold enough that I couldn't start it. You know, and it's been 40 below here for oh, weeks okay. on end. So, okay. I, and I think that's just kind of a, you don't really need that. Uh-huh. But I would get, I would get the remote start, though. That's kind of nice. And seated, uh, heated seats, that's kind of nice. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, well, we'll see here. Have to have to see how they, uh, how it comes out. It's, yeah, see, so look them on the lot, see what they look like on the lot. See if I can get a deal. <coughs> I always tell people, they, I go to the car shop, they ask me what I do for a living, and I say I'm a drummer. 
and I say, hey, look, here's here's like me playing with so and so, and I'll have there'll be pictures of me playing, <laughs> and then they don't try to gouge you. If you say you, you know you're a physician or whatever, they just they think kaching, and they think stupid, you know, stupid with your money anyway. So I always I gotta think that yeah, um, I have the uh, Uconnect voice command with Bluetooth. I have the Sirius satellite radio, and I have the uh, Alpine 9 speaker with all-weather woofer. Uh-huh. And then, and then I have a, uh, but this is not showing it, though. I have, um, uh, yeah, they're not even saying it. Um, I have the, the navigation, which is really nice. Yeah. Well... Well, on that note, I gotta go take some drugs. I'm in <laughs> major pain right now. <clears throat> and so, what do you think? How do they find For, us? 48 minutes. Um, they can like us on Facebook. KnifeJournal.com is a is a website that has forums there. Uh, you can email us at podcast at KnifeJournal.com. You can uh, like K.R. Versteeg, our friend K.R. Versteeg, or James Noka on Facebook. And uh, hate, hate mail options? Hate, uh, yeah, podcast at knifejournal.com. Okay. Yeah, hate mail. <laughs> yeah, and we get a fair amount of it, too. <laughs> no, we usually really. we we didn't do it. We didn't even do a political tirade today. Oh, believe That's, me, there's plenty we could talk about. I, I know. Anyways, we'll, we can talk about that at another time. All right. So, anyways, I got to go because, like I said, I'm going to go I'm gonna go take some drugs. All right. Um, so, remember, guys, keep your knife sharp and your friends sharper and be friends with your dentist or she'll do something to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Yep, bye. Bye.